0: Hi, I am the proboscis monkey. I'm a long nosed monkey, uh, an old world monkey with an unusually large nose um, from the Asian island of Borneo. Ooh. The reason people like me is because my nose looks a little bit like a penis. Jack.
1: Hi, I'm Laminaria hyperborea, a species of sea cup that inhabits all over Atlantic up to the Scandinavian regions. I am extremely crucial for nursing and providing shelter for multiple species. And in terms of human users, I've been used for wound adhesions and vegans make vegan caviar out of me. Camilla. Hi, I'm the Parotica
2: persica, a Persian ironwood deciduous tree in the family of a closely related witch hazel genus, Hamalis. I'm native to Iran's Caspian region, but I'm also used as an ornamental tree because of my brilliant autumn colour and smooth patterned bark, Lottie.
1: And you're listening to Biolog. 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 Whoop, whoop, whoop. Nice. Right. Well, we're live.
2: We're live. Hi. Yeah, baby. Hi there. Um, welcome back to Biolog. Uh, All your hosts are here in one room at the same time, which is utterly thrilling.
1: Wow, Mm. this is actually a miracle. Rarity. Look at us go. We're so (laughs) organised. Are we? New year, new us. Are we? Better than (laughs) (laughs) everyone. Yeah, I mean, exams are finally over. Christmas holidays are over. And we have no more excuses as to actually start producing content. It's so true.
0: We know you've really missed us. And, you know, we're back for all ten of our listeners.
2: So, it's February, the end of the month is fast approaching, and uh, since in January we brought you a festive episode, we thought that this month we would bring you a Valentine's love-themed episode.
1: So, we hope you enjoy it so interesting news that I actually I think I mean I saw it on a different news engine but I think this has been picked up by Daily Mail (laughs) but basically (laughs) there's these scientists from Southampton University that released uh, this online engine on Valentine's Day uh, that allows you to calculate the probability of finding your potential partner in the whole of the UK's population oh I know, it's, you know, just zero a, for you, mm. Camilla. Hey, I am extremely attractive and extremely easygoing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: easygoing. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm such an easygoing person. You know, I definitely just do not have unattainable high standards for no. all my possible partners whatsoever. Is that Only one of the fair.
0: one of the inputs for this this calculation? It's yeah, how easygoing
1: are you? <laughs> No actually so this this equation so it's been calculated they're using this equation called the Drake equation, which is actually the equation that's used to uh, find the potential alien civilizations that can be out there mm-hmm. so originally it was created by Dr. Frank Donald Drake in 1961 and uh, one of the parameters of it some of the parameters are... Things like rate of appearance of new stars in our galaxy. So things like mean numbers of planets with usable conditions for life and probability of actual conception of life. And while the equation itself, you know, it's pretty straightforward. All the parameters are out there the problem is that for a lot of these parameters we actually have no idea how to calculate them
0: it's unknown
1: that's i feel like that's
2: kind of a key issue they must be facing (laughs) but
0: but what's really cool is you can go online and anybody can do this you can go online and just type in Drake equation calculator and you can type in kind of arbitrary figures and (laughs) so say the probability of life arising you could say it's you know one percent or you could say it's a billionth of a percent and you could do that for how many parameters is it like 10 10 parameters
1: yeah i think the overall there's like 10 actual parameters in the equation Mm. but yeah so they're using the same equation to actually estimate how many potential partners are there in uk and so this was created by steven wooding from the university of southampton on the basis of work of peter bacchus was this mathematician from London, and he was actually the one who did it first. and he, Actually, estimated that out of all of his potential matches, there's like potentially only 26 women in all of London that could be his potential girlfriend. (laughs) I mean, 26 is quite a lot. I know you think think that, but also London is (laughs) it's pretty big. Yeah,
2: 26 out
0: of five million. Oh, to be fair, some of those five million are little children. So that
1: is that is very good point.
0: (laughs) Well, actually, that's assuming that he's heterosexual.
1: That's also no, 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 but they include all of those assumptions in, so they include assumptions. Uh, like the probability of them liking him back
0: and all that other
1: stuff. And <laughs> what is interesting in his story, actually, is that obviously he's a little pessimistic mathematician who yeah. was like, boo, I'll never find a girlfriend in the whole of London. Therefore, I'll just <laughs>
0: carry on doing maths. And
1: then apparently a few years later, he proceeded to meet his girlfriend and now wife through a friend of a friend.
0: He found one of the 26. Wait,
1: yeah. so... Just to clarify, he made this equation
2: pre or post finding the wife? No, pre. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because if it was post, that's kind of hard. No, no, he made the equation before. And then after being upset and throwing, a—I mean, I'm assuming throwing a hissy fit about how there's only 26 potential women out there for him in London. He proceeded to meet a friend through his friend, who's now his wife, which wow. I think is incredible.
0: Oh, that's that's a, that's a story. I but love yeah. how the mathematician version of throwing a, a hissy fit is making an equation.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you kind of. You got to respect the game. Yeah. So yeah, for this Valentine's, these two scientists from Southampton um, created the actual website where you can calculate it, and I went on to calculate it myself. So the things that you can put on. On the basic version, because they have like the basic version and then the advanced version for people who know how to code and oh. you know, do all the crazy coding the stuff. Because they're nerds, yeah. <laughs> um, so on the basic version, which we're gonna link in the description of this episode, so you can have a look at it as well. So you can input your location, so I input Manchester. Then you can put in your attractiveness for on a scale from one to what? five. <laughs> I really wanna know what you put in. A four. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm humble, obviously. Of course,
0: of course. <laughs> but
1: honestly, how would you rate me on a scale from one to five?
0: You wanted this.
1: Well, I I, I feel like I'm a bit scared to not say four now. <laughs> so I'm going to give you I a solid not, four. <laughs> I should have not. I mean, you, you don't get an I, opinion in this. No,
0: okay. I think I'll stay quiet. <laughs> no, no come she's on, looking no, at me. She wants <laughs> it. She wants it.
1: Come on, tell me now.
0: This is This is like when you're in year six and it's like, you know when people would make those Facebook uh statuses and they'd be like rate. What oh was my it? god. Ra- yeah, tra- reply for a rate. <laughs> yeah, and you'd get rated on closeness, attraction. <laughs> oh my god, you're so and like, that. Oh, I dunno. Would fuck, but I imagine that's just not that's not for okay. Six? If you're your six. No. Um but yeah, I feel like I'm now being put in these kind of no. situations <laughs> and I'm not comfortable. Hot or not. I just want to go back Hot to little equations. Take me yeah. back to the equation. So then
1: you also get to rate your social skills from one to five. And okay. I don't know whether I'm a four or a five, guys. Like- <laughs> I, to be fair, I'd give, you, I'd give you a five on social skills. I think based
0: on how you just tried to force an attractive rating <laughs> this out of me, I'm giving you a zero. <laughs>
1: Hey, I'm just the really person, easy person. persuasive person, actually. Persuasive and actually. easygoing. Oh, yes. The next part is, what are you looking for in a partner? And so gender, no preference for me, obviously, because, you know, I don't You're really have going. a preference. I'm an easygoing, I'm an easygoing gal. And then you can put in minimum age, maximum age. what was your
0: maximum age? actually no (laughs) what are both i want to know this
1: i mean i just put in like 20 and 30.
0: okay okay i feel like i feel like 10 years
1: is like you know i think i would have i'd have gone higher so respect the game i know that you would have gone higher (laughs) but also like (laughs) okay no (laughs) (laughs) to be fair the minimum age you can put here is 18 so thank god that that is
0: to be fair this would be a great way of catching pedophiles
1: being yeah. like ha i just saw what you did that psych you put 14 gotcha <laughs> oh, God. and then the next part the next question is universe educated and i put yes cuz i'm a massive snob and a stem girl wait <laughs> does
0: this increase or decrease your
1: i think probably decrease wow and then the last one is percentage of people you find attractive
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can stand on the street and take a tally chart and... I
1: reckon
2: she's gone for like 60 no i have actually wait how, how, how much do you think I put down I reckon you've either gone high and gone for 60 or you've gone quite low and gone for like
0: 15 <laughs> I, reckon you you've, I reckon you've gone for 10% <laughs>
1: I actually put down 40. 40, okay, that's good. Okay. okay but, but
0: that's like from people 20 to 30.
1: But I'm also considering everyone, not just like how little men I actually like, but like... Okay, so you've got big sample size. I feel Ooh. like when you include everyone, the sample size is actually quite all right. Mm-hmm. That's Um fair. And so what they told me is that the potential number of... Wait, not potential... Number of potential partners Ooh. is... Thirty-five thousand hundred ninety-six <gasps> <What?
0: laughs> in Manchester <laughs> Mate,
1: I mean I think just in all of UK and the ah. percentage chance of finding love is 1.2% which is Very as high. they say is 4.8 times more likely that you'll find wait what? Oh yeah it's 4.8 times more likely that I'll find my true love than there being an alien civilization within the thousand light years away from earth Wow. so whoa um, whoa Congratulations! All is not lost for me, guys. I will love again.
0: I'm happy for you. I'm so happy they've like just made it related to stars again. Afterwards, bring it back to the universe. You know, it's
1: all about love, aliens, and special loneliness. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah. And what else was I gonna say about this? Yeah. So, in advanced mode, you can choose and like mix and match a lot more different parameters so Mm. for example you can model this not for UK's population but like for another country so if you put in like the obviously the data for another country then you can work it out for your country so it doesn't have to be just UK but I think I think this is hilarious and if you have free time and you're also single then have a go see what number you're going to get whether it's going to be something like me <laughs> or something worse to be fair um some of the advice that they actually give on their website is they say that to increase your chances of finding love you should relax your criteria um okay. be less picky Oh um, <laughs> darn it and one of the interesting things they actually said is that you should test your potential partners for low negativity threshold first holds i what
0: what i want to know right so this is obviously made by a mathematician yeah. and, and they're just saying right so these are the parameters if you if you have lower values this will increase your chances to find love but i'm willing to bet they've had no like psychological no <laughs> yeah. uh, advice on these statements no. because yeah I think. Well, to be fair, this one sounds pretty legit. The lower your negativity. Yeah. So threshold. the low. So
1: the low negativity thresholds is basically. I think it's the value of like how how quickly after like a fight or an argument you're able to like kind of calm down. Mm. Oh, okay. Like make up, and they said that that plays a crucial part in how you actually.
0: It's Deal important. with your
1: partner. So you should test your partners for that. Well, just by getting them really pissed off, (laughs) just getting them really riled up, (laughs) and go. Time starts now. Sorry, babe. I just need to test your low negativity threshold (laughs) right now. i needed for my compatibility mate astrological compatibility scrap that
2: yeah we're going for negative threshold
1: we're going to be testing your probability ability of of blasting it out in a fight with me
0: that is one (laughs) surefire way to ruin a first date
1: i'm
2: gonna be like yeah oh by the way i'm like have you been tested (laughs) like like, no no not for chlamydia for um low negativity (laughs) thresholds
0: we could do chlamydia as well as your. But actually. that one's
2: probably
1: good. To too. be fair, that's a
0: good way of like getting them pissed off is like testing them for chlamydia and then seeing yeah. how long it takes for them to calm down.
1: Yeah. Imagine going on the first date and being like, right, I need your STI results, I need your birth chart, and I need <laughs> the <laughs> most recent <laughs> <laughs> results. Negativity of
0: <laughs> That's the trifecta. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah! The Holy Trinity. If you
0: tick out on all of them, then you've met your match. That's the new Drake equation.
1: Yeah, basically. Chlamydia,
0: uh, star sign negativity and
1: maybe your investing portfolio but i think that's like
0: do and do you invest in stocks
2: (laughs) yeah
1: do you invest in crypto do you know what an nft is
0: (laughs) (laughs) so do you the both of you want to know the sexy science behind why you (laughs) you want to bite your partner yes yeah go on so do i um so if your partner likes to bite you and this uh (laughs) Article's author wanted to add, like my girlfriend likes to bite me.
1: Mm. Oh, glad right! For that no input. need to flex that Cheers. you have a girlfriend. Cheers, Christopher <laughs> Kokoski.
0: Uh, <laughs> Just uttered him. Uh, you might wonder why. Don't worry, it probably doesn't mean they possess cannibal tendencies.
2: Oh, that's good. Like, no, well, no what was Hammers. it? Oh my God, yes, I was about to say. I actually went to see Death on the Nile the other day and I thought it was, right. I know there's a lot of controversy because everyone's like an anti-vaxxer or like pro-Israeli or like a <laughs> cannibal, but it was really good and I would recommend it. Um, but it did have army Hammer in
1: it. Wait, did they not, oh no, did they not um, edit him out? Like, did no, because he he's, pretty,
2: he's pretty cute key character. Oh okay. <laughs> Don't yeah. want to
0: spoil it, but like he's yeah. kind of
1: important. D- okay. did, did
0: he, you know, ah, he did it. Did it. He All did right. It. <laughs> Nobody needs to watch the film anymore. No. <laughs>
2: like, to be fair, the book was written in 1937,
0: so So, there is actually a scientific basis behind the biting. Um so uh, some scientists in 2018 saying that wanting to bite your partners is called cute aggression Um, they explain that this cute aggression is the urge Uh, some people get to squeeze crush or bite cute things albeit without any desire to cause harm Um, they believe that it serves as a a bottom-up mechanism for regulating overwhelming positive emotions and they posit that evolutionarily it would not have been adaptive it would not have been uh, beneficial to become incapacitated by positive feelings in response to a very cute baby who required caretaking.
2: Oh, so when you see a baby and like, I just want to like, crush feet and eat its face. Yeah,
0: that was oh. exactly it. <laughs> 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 eat
2: his face.
0: Yeah. When I read that, I was like, what the hell? People want to crush babies? But now I've seen you do that <laughs> and make those gestures with your hands, I realise yeah. this cute aggression is a very real <laughs> phenomenon.
1: Yeah, apparently, isn't it that elephants see that us. Ass- as like small and cute, because oh. <laughs> I I think I read somewhere about it about how like in, to elephants they potentially get like cute aggression to us because in their eyes we're like really cute and small.
0: See this, I have heard this, and I
1: don't I don't know whether it's fact or cat. I, or I, <laughs> it
0: sounds like it could be a bit of a myth because like how would you how would you test that like how would you You can't just ask an elephant, like, do you want to crush this baby? Do you want to crush him?
1: Do you want to crush
2: this human? I want to say maybe there's some kind of like oxytocin um, situation. So I looked up elephants and cute aggression to see if they really thought that we were totally adorable. Um, But sadly, it seems like this isn't the case. Uh, Leith Meyer, who is the director of the Centre for Veterinary Wildlife Studies and associate professor in veterinary pharmacology at the University of Pretoria, said that when you look at the response of wild elephants to humans, they definitely do not see us as cute. In fact, they see us as a threat. So, you know, they don't love us as much as we thought they did. Um, It's likely that the misconception arose because tamed elephants are used to being around humans and they, quote-unquote, preferentially and favourably interact with humans with whom they have a special relationship. Um, So that's nice, I guess. Uh, It's impossible to perform an MRI on an elephant because they have enormous heads um, and also, you know, there's a whole host of other um, reasons it could go very wrong. Um, And so we can't see if there is brain activation in the areas we would normally associate with emotion. And indeed, we don't know whether they experience emotion in the same way. So whether the same brain activation that we see in humans would also be seen in elephants. Um, So, you know, that at least answers that question. But elephants do not want to squish us in a cute way. It's likely they just want to squish us in a general way.
1: Use social insects, so insects that actually form colonies where, you know, everyone has a particular role that they okay. have to adhere to. So I mean uh, ants. One, one yeah, so ants, bees, one of the wasps, one of the most common ones. So um they have this thing with foundresses, so with uh female wasps. Okay. That are like the queens that they like turns out what they can do is That if they're going to watch another two queens fight, depending whether one of the queens is like weaker or stronger, depending on them observing it, they will then choose whether they're going to fight with like another queen, which I think is insane because it proves that wasps have like... I would say, like the brain capacity, the mental for fight capacity club. for for, <laughs> for female <laughs> fight club, yes. um, for actually like understanding and remembering all these like networks and connections with different wasps in their colony, which ah, I kind of think yeah.
0: um, insects or bees rather have m- microbiomes just like we do, and they've yeah. got a whole colony of beneficial bacteria that live in their guts and. Oh. Lots of good things. And they have identified some scientists. I don't know where, but we can find out. Um, fact, check. fact check. Fact check. That They found out that there is a particular species of uh, mutualistic bacteria which live in the bee's gut, which aid their memory. I think it's for spa- yeah, spatial learning uh, memory. Okay. Oh. Which I just think it's so crazy that they've managed to isolate this particular bacteria in a bee, which helps them remember things. And Supposedly, I mean, I imagine this will be involved in stuff like the waggle dance where the bees are, you know, communicating uh, nest sites or uh, helping other bees navigate through this this dance that they do. Yeah. And the memory of these sites will be aided by these bacteria in their guts, which I just think is a crazy feat of nature.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So in my general Nancy Drew manner, I did a little bit of digging and... This gut bacteria is called Lactobacillus apis and is linked to enhanced memory in bumblebees. It was discovered by scientists from uh, Jiangnan University in China in a collaboration with Queen Mary University of London and the University of Oulu in Finland. Another
1: crazy sexy fact about insects, there are these mites that Ooh. practice adipal mating. And you might be wondering what diploid mating is. I am. I am. <laughs> well, basically, mites are haplodiploid, which basically means oh, okay. that from haploids, so one set of chromosomes, males are born, and uh, from diploid eggs, females are born because they need the both set of the chromosomes okay um and so basically what happens is that when a female wants to establish her new colony she like goes finds a new place gives birth to lots of sons because obviously she can't really fertilize them so she's still virgin she gives birth to lots of them they like grow she has sex with them and then gives birth to daughters and establishes her colony
0: there's some insect that's incest. kind of yeah, basically enough, huh? and
1: that's that's why it's called you know it like like a deepest complex oh, a deeper right. mating You've oh
2: it. i thought it was because a Oedipus- deepest Shagged his mum well, and yeah, then gouged That's, his own eyes that's out. what it's
1: called after. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. I, was, uh, I was reading about it for my um, essay question. And I was just there like, a depot. This rings a bell. Oh my god! And I was like, surely it's not what I think it is. And then I googled it and then I was like, oh yes, it is. They oh literally my- f- 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 this. So yeah, fun Oh fat. Wow, that is something
2: that I didn't know and don't know if i needed to know
0: (laughs) there's some another little something that i was doing with uh essay writing stuff was learning about how insects come to make collective decisions so when you see a big old swarm of bees or i don't know starlings or whatever it is even mammals primates whatever how do they come to kind of make a a democratic decision almost. Okay. Sometimes you've got like a leader and you know people follow the leader, but actually a lot more than people than than you'd think. It's kind of like a, a democracy within the animal kingdom. And with bees and ants as well, when they're needing to relocate to other nest sites, to other hives, uh they will send out um scouts which will go and have a little look and try and find sites which have good nutrient availability uh all that kind of stuff and then they will kind of these scouts will come and like report back and mm. do and do if it's a the bees they'll do the dance or okay. ants will like send out pheromones or, or whatever it is and try and basically persuade the fellow ants and bees so i think with bees you'll have something like bees <laughs> you'll have uh yes yeah, so with the bees you'll have up to ten thousand. uh worker bees which they're trying to convince you know this is the place we gotta go here it's it's a dank it's little shit. uh crib <laughs> and um, <laughs> so you have this kind of aerial tug of war where all oh, they're just trying to dance there there's a serious dance-off they're just trying to get people to come to their, their place and eventually more and more bees will follow one uh scout and then uh, that'll be their their place which oh. i think is just it's so a they really do, cool little part of there. So
1: they do like a step up film Literally. dance yeah. routine. Yeah. To, to being be like, like Yo, come to my area of Come house. to my area. It could be the
2: sequel to B-movie, presuming Literally. there oh my God. isn't one already.
1: It's, like, it's like a B-movie step up merger. Yes. Oh my God. Crossover. No
2: Crossover Step back Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have <laughs> <B-movie> a, new, <laughs> <laughs> a new contender. Yeah. Wow, do you know what? There's so many fun insect facts I've learnt today. Yeah. Mm. I did not know that. <laughs> it baffles me, it baffles me. get this me. in your psychology lectures. You really
1: don't, believe it or not. <laughs> Yeah, we can. We can continue yeah. with the whole sexy times. Yes. yeah. Sexy times. Sexy times. Happy Valentine's Day. It's the Valentine's Day is approaching. And if you're single like me and you don't have anyone to spend Valentine's with, then you should just go away and <laughs> see your best friend in another country. <laughs> <laughs> just fly to Serbia. <laughs> Whoa.
0: And listen yeah. to biolog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you should just, you know, Sit back, relax, you know, lock your, lock your <laughs> job your the room and just listen to some bi <laughs> 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 Um Well, we tell you lots of fun, sexy facts about the animal kingdom. Oh, yeah, it does often, even in the non-Valentine's
2: Day scenario, it does often end up in that, of neck, of, that neck of the woods.
1: Mm. Yeah, what can I say? Well, one of the really exciting science news that I've stumbled upon is that there was a paper that was released on twenty-seventh of January this year. I okay. know, early about early. how the fishes can actually talk to each other underwater. Oh, really? So what actually happened is that before we knew that um various fish species could communicate using like obviously like vocal sounds, like for example, sparkling garamis, which are which are really popular, aquarium Species they make these like kind of like clicking sounds when they are having like a kind of male to male standoff about the territory. So obviously Ah. we knew about that, Um, but turns out they did a big study at Cornell University. We're gonna link this paper in the description of the episode, and they found out that actually fish talking is a lot more common and. Some of them have been doing it for 155 million years. Whoa. That's a very long time. So they were like chatting about the dinosaurs. Exactly. And logical to ask, what are they talking about? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So what are they talking about? Maybe not dinosaurs. (laughs) So they were asking, well, what are they most probably talking about? Turns out they're talking about sex and feed. Let's
0: talk about sex, baby. (laughs)
1: Let's talk about you and me. Um, and yeah, so it's mostly the ray-finned f- ray fishes, okay, so the okay. ones that we actually kind of belong to as well.
2: Oh, um, cool. I And mean, You are a fish. Dirty buggers. You're
1: a fish, I'm a fish. What about me? Am no such fish? thing as a fish. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Controversial opinion. Um, yeah, and they have found that 175 families of fish can actually commun- communicate to each other using sounds. Wow. Which okay. I think is insane because now we can research like all the evolutionary like trade offs of it. Yeah. Like what are the mechanisms? How did it evolve? And yeah, I think I think it's just very exciting.
2: That's really cool. That's like um I don't know if you guys are Big Phineas and Ferb fans, or <laughs> as a young child, um, but there was an episode of Phineas and Ferb where they like—I think it was an animal translator—and they like could like hear what. Obviously, they have like a platypus, and all it does is go like. <laughs> I'm gonna.
1: I'm going <laughs> wow. like insert the actual sound there. So what we're trying to say is that SpongeBob SquarePants was actually a biologically correct. <laughs> Can't a, fungus. <laughs>
2: and and a fungus, and a fungus. Phineas and Ferb were right all along.
0: Um, that's so good. <laughs> have you heard? Have you seen what the uh scientist of this paper is called?
1: No way, it
0: He's just called Dr. Bass. <laughs> 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 um, Dr. Bass, and it's pretty cool because they, they, through their evolutionary studies, have, have seen that uh, it's evolved 33 separate times. Mmm. Oh. Urgent evolution. And, oh, Matt Cobb uh, would be proud. Yeah, in 30, 35,000 uh, known species. And there's this really cool quote from uh, Dr. Bass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they've <laughs> They've probably been overlooked because fishes are hardly ever seen. And the science of underwater communication is focused on whales and dolphins but fishes have voices too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> There's actually oh, another oh, quote at the bottom
1: by Rice. I don't know. I think it's Professor Rice. I don't know. Um, fish do everything. They breathe air. They fly. They eat anything and everything. At this point, nothing would surprise me about fishes and the sounds that they can make. That's so good. <gasps> Mate, I love fishes that can these are real... They can be anything they want. Oh, you can be a fish too. <laughs>
0: I saw elsewhere that uh, so there's three main types of uh, sounds that fish make. One is a purr, another a purr. one is a crock. I don't know what a crock is, but I imagine it just. Like,
2: <coughs> shall I try and find a crock sound? So, yeah,
0: crock, Gr- And croc. <laughs> they also pop. Um, uh, most of these sounds are inaudible to humans because they're uh, they're quite low on the uh, on the. <laughs> So
1: I was yeah. going to say the Richter scale, but I think that might be earthquakes. Yeah, it's yeah um, but...
0: Yeah, it's, wait, so yeah, go.
1: But also, the sound travels different in water, doesn't it? it? does. So that's probably... Probably effective. why you can't hear them. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not in the That'll bloody water. It. That'll well, do Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, the sounds work so different underwater. I remember always trying to, like, sing or say words underwater when oh mm. you're, like, swimming always. with your friends. And it would just be like, wow, why doesn't it and work? And then you'd
2: be like, why can they do it in Scooby-Doo? Why can they do it in H2O? And why can't I do it?
0: You watched a lot of Nickelodeon as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I <it> did. <is. laughs> um, so there's this, there's this uh, couple of fishes. Um, I'm going to try and pronounce them Petrocephalus belayi and the Polymyrus isidori, mm-hmm. who make hooting and popping sounds uh, at frequencies below one kilohertz when they're uh, in aggressi- uh, aggressive aggressive, interactions. And then there is a, a plain fin midmanship, which. Hums to lure females to their den and grunts and growls when protecting their territory.
2: Oh, I don't know if that's a good or bad use of the word lure. But yeah, I am... Um, that's it, really interesting. I feel like... Sounds
1: a bit fishy to me.
2: Uh, so do you guys want to hear about the um, what happens to your brain when you fall in love? I, I would. I wouldn't know because I'm not in love. <laughs> well, here's what would happen if you were um so there's these two scientists um called dr um aaron and dr brown and they have been doctor who <laughs> dr. Nah, get out.
1: that was so bad i'm so i i sincerely apologize to everyone involved that was so bad
2: i feel like that's not your first bad pun of the episode yeah, either your first
0: strike no it's your second <laughs> Pro- strike yeah, probably that's it yeah
2: you're out what are you
1: gonna do you're out
2: man <laughs> um, this podcast would be nothing without <laughs> me and my promotions <laughs> she is a PR queen uh, tinder watch out I've- um, they conducted a study where they got uh, participants who I believe were students to look at their partners and then similar looking like somebody who looked similar um, and then they studied their brains to show how quote unquote submitten they were Um, So the first thing they found was that their reward centers lit up as dopamine coursed through their brains. Um, And Aaron said that if you've recently fallen in love with someone, looking at their picture shows activation in these key areas, the same areas that respond to cocaine. So that's kind of spicy. Spicy. Yeah. Um, And (laughs) so that is uh, the dopamine reward pathway. It also activates the serotonin um, pathway. So apparently falling head over heels in love decreases your serotonin levels, but in a way that helps regulate your mood. So if you're going a bit like nutty, so the example they've used here is like if you're compulsively checking your phone for, I think this was like, in 2006 or seven this study so they say if you're compulsively checking your phone for a text message from your crush then that's a dip in your serotonin um so do with that what you will um and they're even saying that it tampers with your appetite so that's why you can lose your appetite or get the nervous jitters or instead eat your feelings um And basically, they kind of describe it as, like, the love being, like, you're waiting for your next hit of a drug. Um, So they're taking Ah. it pretty seriously as it goes. But then what I wanted to discuss with you... So there's also, like, oxytocin, which is the cuddle hormone, which, Mm. um, you know, it's it does what it says on the tin really you know you have sweet affection and it's released but basically this one girl was like i can't sleep at night like i'm so in love like it's ruining my life (laughs) and um so this Aaron guy was like right we've got this we've got this um you know this task thing that you're doing and it involved like um basically the face presentation stimuli and then they were also presented with like a random number to get like distract them from it and this girl was like i've started doing that to help me get to sleep at night and then he goes on to be like so the great lengths the student has gone through to stop pondering her partner illustrates what a powerful force romantic love is Oh my God. (laughs) Which I think is, you know, pretty full on from this guy. He then goes on to say that love is a force and not an emotion and um it's a motivational state that's as fundamental as hunger
0: and
1: thirst he was um he was pretty pretty intense he He was pretty into it i think he was also in love himself at that point
0: i think he may have just found the one so So he
1: found that one using that equation for the good old drake and love equation
0: (laughs) yes he's not wrong though in terms of it is a force and like i guess the reason that people get so hooked on on drugs is because it's kind of just tapping in to that pathway of like all consuming love and um yeah which I think or at least this is what we were learning in hormones behavior um that's true it's it just all stems from the 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 bond that you have with your mother that's to say so it's all built on the same neural oh that's very Freudian of you <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> this does so.
2: a slight throwback to the what was it the a, a yeah <laughs> so
0: yeah you're all in love with your mothers and uh, that's why you do cocaine
2: Freud was right you all have along. mommy issues damn that guy
1: but I do think it's really interesting because when you look at it all these hormones are literally It's so interesting how we have evolved so much as obviously with society and with ourselves. But it's so interesting how we still get this release of hormones that is just basically telling us this is your partner and you should mate. (laughs) Yeah, it's really... The fact that it's still, Mm. it's still so, you know, can just overrule us so easily. I yeah. think
2: it's pretty insane. I think they were. I didn't like note it down here, but I'm pretty sure when I was reading one of the articles around this, they were like going on to say that's why there's so many like crimes of passion and why mm. um like you're more likely to be murdered by like a lover or like, you know, a partner. I mean, women um, are just
1: more likely to be murdered
2: by someone well, they know. But... That is true, that <laughs> is true. Um but yeah, they were saying that like a lot of the time it's like the same pathways, and it's, yeah, this same, like, such an intense reaction that it makes people do things that, like, they wouldn't do if they were thinking straight. But, um yeah, so they were saying that the fMRI studies, because we love an fMRI, um, show that when we're thinking about a romantic partner, the ventral tegmental area, um, which is known, it's associated with motivation and reward, that's activated um which is also activated when people desire like food water cocaine or a girlfriend's phone call um and i just (laughs) want to kind of you know i just feel like he's really he really gets into it and he ends it with this lovely little um quote saying for many people the experience of falling in love is like being in a desert and suddenly seeing water out there
1: wow i think
0: i just
2: puked in my mouth he was a bit, bit of
0: a
1: bit of a wet wipe yeah, i'm not gonna
0: lie he's definitely been single for a long while yeah this is, um this is hit him hard. he finally got some you know let's <laughs> just
1: this is what happens this is for him oh Kudos my to you. guy my guy Kudos Aaron. to you my boy yeah you 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 look at you you smash it go, go. <laughs> smash go get him. that let's let's go <laughs> yeah so that was that was the um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) that was delightful Uh, right are we we done with this we're done done with
1: this so thank you so much for listening to this sexy sexy valentine special of our biolog podcast I hope that you have learned lots of new, sexy, cool facts that you can woo your next date on. And hopefully you'll find them using the lover's Drake equation. Exactly.
0: Mm, And just know that if you are single, there are 40% of the British population just waiting for you. Exactly. Long. And
1: all you have it's to do is just them. be as oh. easygoing as me. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Just make sure they're of age, please. And that you are
2: as modest and as easygoing as
0: Persuasive.
2: Camilla. ask me.
1: <laughs> so yeah, tune in next week for more fun. Bye. Bye bye.